Are you a business owner looking for real advice and input? You're in the right place. From concept to launch to growth, funding and beyond. Welcome to Startup Hustle with your hosts. One once sold a business for $150 million. The other, the author of Million Dollar Bedroom. Here are your hosts of Startup Hustle, Matt DeCourcy and Matt Watson. And we're back with another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Matt Watson. Hi, Matt. What do you mean we're back? More like you're back. That's right. I'm back, baby. Back in the USA. 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 I keep saying that, but I have such a good time. Can we do a Philippines chant? Is that I a real even thing? Know how to, I mean, they do it in English, so I guess. That's a really good point, actually. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm back. Another trip to the other side of the world. This one was pretty eventful. Uh, you sent me on a mission, and I completed it. Did you jump off a skyscraper? No, but I leased a floor in one, baby. There we go. Oh, man. You want to talk about weird stuff that you don't say a whole lot? Hey, I'm going to go rent a floor of a skyscraper. Is Well, I mean, we have a floor of a basement in the building here. Yeah, but there's windows. It just felt different. This is like su- this is under the surface here. I feel like I'm in a dungeon. I'm sorry. There's no view of the ocean or the mountains here. <laughs> you talk about that yesterday. It was raining really hard when I you know, went to go out to get in my truck and I realized I hadn't seen the real world all day and it was like dark and rainy. I was like, Oh my God. So anyway, yeah, man, another trip to Cebu. Uh, how about this business that we started? Was it an accidental business that became really successful? You know, in so many ways it wasn't. And it actually, I don't think it was an accident at all. I think that we we were just trying to solve our own problems, our own really, problems, right? and we realized everyone else had the same problem, and it made a lot of sense. But man, you know, we've been kind of keeping people updated. But we're at a employee number sixty-three today. All right. Yeah. Um, wow. So with that, you know, there was a lot of that's kind of well. First off, you know, I'm going to say a bunch of good stuff because I went over and uh, it's my third trip to Cebu this year. I think you're going there soon. So I leave tomorrow, which for two lis- days, two which days. for listeners mean nothing, but you yep. are leaving soon. And uh, um, you know, I was just you know, you and I went together for your first trip, my second trip this year, and you know, we found a business that still had some growing pains, and you know, we continued to get some really good people in and just kind of address it, let them do their jobs. And man, I got to tell you what, I had no complaints other than other than the saga for the skyscraper. We'll get into that, but yeah, I mean, I'm just really excited with who we have going, you know, running the business over there and just doing a lot of stuff. It's really made a difference, and you know, I think any business that grows quickly gets growing pains and. You know, the matter is, you know, how do you get past that? Well, it's even more amazing is it's a business that in a lot of ways primarily runs halfway around the world, right? So, yeah. yeah. And, and that's why it's so important. You're always talking about the key to building software is good communication. Well, yeah. the key to business in a lot of ways is good communication. And that's been the thing that's really, you know, been, we've asked a lot of people to do a lot of things that, well, they don't necessarily have tons of training for. They have some, but well, I mean, so when we went over there the time before, we had what thirty employees. Yeah, well, we had five like three months before that. So, so we, I mean, there's a lot of growth there and a lot of um, a lot of hiring, a lot of challenges. Like any startup, like we're sort of our own little startup, right? Yeah. And uh, but we hired uh, Colleen, who has been amazing, who is the president of the company now, right? That's right, and Colleen. If you're helped. listening, we do recognize you. She's helped get a, a lot of things in order and it's been been huge for the business. Yeah. So. She, you know, what she's helped with is... It's all just, about key hires in a startup, right? Yeah. And, and you know, if when I'm sitting there 
and talking to her and you know, she's acknowledged, Hey, it was the whole team and she's right. But the thing that was really helpful for me was just to be able to have someone really listen to the things that we thought the business needed and be able to accurately portray those needs to the ever growing staff that's there. You talk about it, like, think about it. So here's your business a couple months ago. It's got 30 people in it. And now all of a sudden you're adding 10 people a month. It's a big, it's a lot of change. Like it's a, you know, new people and every day you're constantly getting people, you know, they're, who do I ask to, who do I, who do I ask if I want to go to lunch? Well, and we have what five offices and just basically got a sixth mega office, right? Yeah. 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 You know, let's talk about that for a second. That was uh mission accomplished. It was interesting. I mean, that was the uh, nexus of going over there. This that time. was, that was the, that was the entire mission and purpose of my trip. And I had to make that really clear. I told everyone, I said, look, I'm not doing anything up in this place until I get this done. And I didn't. And man, I'll tell you what, it was a lot of work. It was a lot different. Um, I, people ask me, say, what's it like in Cebu? I said, it's kind of different, but the same. And it's hot. A, yeah. Well, it, yeah. Yeah. Same. That's the same as here, but no, <laughs> it's just weird differences. So, all right. So for those of you listening that haven't ever leased bought or dealt with commercial real estate, it's, it's different than a home. It is for sure. You know, if you're going to rent a house or an apartment, you know, you, it's going to have a floor and a carpet and the walls are done, at least in most cases. And it's also going to, uh, I don't know, it's ready to go. Well, that isn't always the case with commercial real estate. There's usually a lot of tenant finish. Yeah. And you know, now that being said, there's different ways that, you know, that gets approached here in the United States. And, you know, I've done a lot of things with retail space or and commercial space and usually when you walk into something that needs a build the realtor saying well what kind of build out do you require and they're asking you that because they're trying to figure out what they're going to have to do right and how much it's going to cost them to amortize those improvements over the course of your lease i think if we re-sign our lease here we should require windows that would be funny can um, that be part of our uh renegotiation. It could be. I would also like to renegotiate not having construction directly over the podcast studio because we <laughs> were supposed to do this like an hour ago. And were, <laughs> I was, I, I, I don't have a hard hat on right now, but an hour ago I would have felt like. But so the, the problem we ran into over there, right, was there was no finished space available. Right. But there was, but all right. So we talk, you talk about things and how they scale and how things are different. Well, when you need a whole floor, of a building, you have limited your choices to obviously things that have a lot of space. So there were actual finished office space. And now over there, if they go by the meter, the square meter, what the hell is that? I know. I don't, yeah, I, I still don't know. Um, actually I do. It's like, I don't know the exact answer. It's nine square feet and change. They keep saying the metric system's easier. I find it confusing as hell. You think there's a reason for that? Yeah, because we don't use it. And it's funny, too, like when they do certain things like gas and they think about liters, the only way I can conceptualize that is two at a time, like a two-liter bottle. Oh, jeez. Or a gallon. Yeah. Is is that four liters? Yeah, it's four liters. Exactly four liters? I don't know. No, point. it's not. It's like 3.8. That's my point because, you know, a meter's just got to be a little bit more than a yeah, yard. A gallon is four quarts. A liter is a little more. I've lost faith in your ability yeah. to convert this. Anyway, so, you know, if you're going to, so when you're leasing space, you know, the thing is, is a lot of people want to build 
a lot of businesses, if they're going in and they're getting a large amount of space, they want to make it the way they want to make it. They want to put their footprint on it. They and, want a certain number of offices and right. They want to whatever. lay it out a certain way or, or their logo and giant so, on the wall over here. So ba- it is. based on that, the people that own the building don't generally build it. Now, Matt, that was a problem for me for a lot of different reasons. Well, A, this thing's growing so fast, we are literally having a hard time finding places to put the rapidly growing employees. So I'm sitting here thinking, oh my God, I, I was, well, I went there trying to, I wanted to find a finished space. You knew that was the goal. That was your goal too. And, you know, I'm sitting there. We want to avoid two or three months and all the chaos of, Arguing about what color to paint the wall yeah, we're and gonna, where to put the walls. We're going to do that. Anyway. I'm ready for those debates, by the way. I've got some colors picked up. Oh, my God. All right, cool. Because I don't give a shit after what I went through. <laughs> do all that, buddy. So, you know, so with that, we went out to try. You know, I show up and we've got this list of places we want to look at. And I'm asking the people in Cebu, I'm like, in this city of three million people, is there really not any finished space? Because I couldn't imagine that that was the case. Well, that was one of the things I noticed when we were there last time is we were standing on the top of our current building looking at the skyline and there was like these giant, you know, cranes that like the super big ones. Right. And they were building like at least 12 different buildings. Right. Like they aren't building anything like that in Kansas City. Well, so as it turns out, Cebu is going through a bit of a boom. It's BPO driven, largely call center stuff, and it's driving demand for office space. Yep. And you know, as as many of those buildings as you see going up, those are major construction pro- projects. They're not just done in two months. Um, I'm I would actually I'm going to go back and look at some of the pictures that I have from February and see if any of them look taller or different. Yeah. So you know, we're sitting there looking for space. And so the very first place we go to, we walk in. Here it is, about ten thousand square feet doesn't have a ceiling in it. doesn't have a floor. But they're telling us, they're saying, oh, but we'll give this to you in warm shell condition. So now I'm going, fuck, what's a warm shell? Is that like chocolate? No, I thought like a warm shell would be like if you were at the beach and the sand was warm and you picked up a shell and the shell was warm. That's a warm shell. But apparently that's not what that is. So um, there's different types of shells that you can get okay. for your commercial real estate. A warm shell means they will actually put a ceiling and walls in. Okay. Okay. So at the time, because it was my first building that I visited, I said, okay, that's okay. But it, what about the floor? And I'm looking at the floor and they're like, yeah, well, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, they said, it'll be tapped concrete. And now I go, fuck, what the hell is tapped concrete? I was clearly unprepared for what I ran into. But tapped concrete is just smooth concrete. Like you, like you might've had it in an unfinished basement okay. here in the States. Is that like pretty and polished or no? It's just kind of smooth. It's not okay. polished. It's not, doesn't have anything on it. It's not shiny. It's just like, kind of like concrete. Okay. So now normally that's not a huge deal, but keep in mind, we're dealing with 10,000 square feet, which is also 1,129 square meters. And I'm doing the math here and I'm thinking, man, if I got to put down flooring and it's $4 a foot, that's 40 grand. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be really expensive. I may have even texted you halfway through this and said, dude, this is going to be really expensive. No, it's like 2 million pesos. That sounds like even more than 40 grand. But you start looking at it, you start scaling this up, and you go, all right, so we're trying to get this office because we want to put 150 to 200 people in it. So now we're going to pay 40 grand just to put floor? 
just to put floor down and someone else's building. So I'm I mean, sure. I think that sounds cheaper than carpet. Maybe it, I'm wrong. Well, regardless, let's just say it was that much. So <laughs> it's pretty funny. You got to pay to put concrete down there. Yeah. So, I, well, that wasn't, no, that was, we're not there yet. Uh-oh. That was a different building. This one had the smooth concrete. So, you know, it didn't seem like that great of a deal. I was like, I don't want to pay all this money to put flooring down. So then we went and looked at three other places. Now keep in mind, most of these places are under construction. They're dusty as hell, by the way. Um, Sabu, I love you, but you need some safety rules around your construction sites. My God, we were walking around these like open holes and like no hard hats. And I made it back. I made it back. Well, and you had to do a lot of walking and a lot of heat places yeah. that aren't air conditioned. Yeah. Right. Well, I filmed, After I filmed a short drives. Yeah. I filmed a short documentary about it. And if you subscribe to the startup hustle, a YouTube channel will eventually make it there, but it's, I kind of got my process. And so, you know, I didn't think this first building was that great. And we started looking around at all these different places, five hours later, a lot of sweat, a lot more frustration starting to realize, Oh my God, there really is no finished space. It's going to be this big. And then we find some finished space. And it is literally two and a half times the cost of building something out. So I'm like, shit, I'm going to, we're going to pay for this one way or the other. Do we want to do this our way or do we want to do it a different way? So I made an, I made an appointment to go back to the very first space and I'm talking to the realtor and I'm trying to negotiate with this lady and I quickly realized that she's not the person to be talking to. She says, okay, well, you can go talk to the building owner. I said, all right, cool, cool. And she's like, well, he's over at this place. So I said, all right, that sounds great. I'm, I'll go negotiate a contract with him. This is awesome. How could it be any better? I'm going to get this done on my very first business day here. So I went back, I, I took a shower. I put on my finest pair of gold shoes. Ooh. Yeah. And I had it over, sat there for 20 minutes waiting for this dude to show up. He sat down and finally shows up, sat down at a table with me. And it was very clear that he did not want to negotiate with me. I was, it was like a five minute meeting. And I was really disappointed. And on some levels, a little offended. And I was like, shit. So, I was like, I'm going to just go find something else. Like, this isn't the way to do it. So we get up the next day. We start doing it again. We do it again. Anyway, we're on day four at this point. Uh-oh. And I'm still looking at stuff. And I thought I'd found another space. And this documentary I filmed is really funny because, like, at four different times, I'm like, I did it. And, you know, this other place, which was literally a stone's toss from the one we'd been talking about, it, ha- it was beautiful. It had taller ceilings. The windows were bigger. It was just really nice. And then I'm sitting there talking to the building manager and I'm like, well, what kind of condition will this be in? He goes, well, you're going to have to pour the concrete. He goes, you're also going to have to install the air ducts. I said, well, how many is that? And he goes, there's 13 zones and it costs a hundred or 15,000 pesos or whatever, you know, per thing. I was like, start doing the math. I was like, shit, that's $36,000 in air ducts. And I wouldn't even have a ceiling at that point. So we're thinking, man, are air ducts part of a building? Yeah, yeah. Well, so was a floor. Yeah. So then I and then I'm sitting there thinking, okay, well, now I got to figure out how much it's going to cost to put this damn concrete down. Now, keep in mind, you're on the 18th floor of stuff. Concrete's heavy, man. You got to get it up there. You got to deal with a lot of stuff. So we made an appointment with a contractor, and we came back. Now we're on day four, right? We're on day four. I find out it's going to cost $20,000 to pour concrete. So now at this place, I'm like, shit, I'm going to be $54,000 in. I'm not even going to have the ceiling that I really wanted. And I've spent a huge amount of money on concrete and air ducts. Basically, you had to pay $54,000 to get back to the warm shell. Yeah. So, right. So I didn't even get into the whole thing about how they want to negotiate. Like, you could, the the reason that my, my negotiation on that, that Monday had failed was 
they want to play offer counter offer back and forth, you know, and like, they don't even want to like give you a contract and say, Hey, this is full price and let you rebut. They want you to give an offer and you're guaranteed to get a different counter offer back. So anyway, I decided to play that game with this one place. And I said, look, I'm not going to pay 55 grand to put a floor and air ducts in your building. And I tried to negotiate that. Anyway, I failed. By the end of the fourth day, I was realizing that the very first place that I went to was in fact the best one. Now, I should mention along the way, I literally found a whole entire floor of a building that was finished. IBM had literally finished a floor and then never moved into it. I couldn't even get a price on it. Why did they even show me the property? So we were there like, you know, I mean. Is that where all the developers came from that we hired? From that I, whole floor from no, IBM? We hired no. all of them? It just was, it wasn't really what I was looking for. It's what it feels it was, like most It was days. just really grungy. It just didn't, really, I don't know, it just wasn't really that inviting. So anyway, man, we went back. We ended up uh, doing a lease with the very first place that we went to. And that was such a relief at that point. And then I realized, oh my God, that wasn't even the hard part. Yeah, now we have to argue about the paint colors. No, no, no Matt, no. No? No, because... That wasn't the hard part. Now we have to find an, an architect to lay out the floor plans, who has to submit them to the building, who has to approve them, mm-hmm. who has to then send them to the city, and then blah, 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 blah. And there's the thing. We, I need this thing open by November 1st, baby. November 1st. That is in two months. If you're listening, we are recording this on August 29th. So anyway, kind of dealing with that. So here comes the first architect for a meeting. Now keep in mind, I'd already submitted the lease. First architect gives me a quote and says, it's going to be 17,000 US dollars to lay out this plan. I was like, what? Anyway, we ended up finding someone else that did it for 3,500 bucks. But it was just really like, you know, over all over the board. Dude, it really was on so many different things. Like, I mean, really the moral of the story here was, A, if you ever want to lease a floor of a skyscraper, by the way, uh, and it work, uh, we can be transparent with the numbers, right? I mean, sure. we're trying to share with people 120 grand just to move into this thing. And that's before we do any building. That's just the deposit security. That's deposits. A, yeah. Cause they want three months security deposit. They want three months rent. And then they want another month for construction deposit, which they give back to you after you complete your plan successfully. They want to hold on to that to make sure that you don't move in and like a total prick, just do something completely different. So starting a business requires capital, doesn't it? Yeah, we're going to do some math here, man. So there's there's 120 large. Okay, now we want to do 150 people in this thing. Mm-hmm. And they all need a laptop. A desk. A hundred and what's that? A, a lot. chair. A chair. That's yeah. A pencil cup. A desk and a chair. A it's a two, I can't afford any of that. A whiteboard. Yeah, 260 bucks for a desk and a chair, and then multiply that times post-it 150. Notes. I would love to buy post-it <laughs> notes compared to this other stuff. Where are you getting this list from? So anyway, man, the the math came up to a whole freaking lot. That was the number at the bottom. Um, but anyway. If you build it, they will come. <laughs> I'm going to have to build it so they'll continue to come. I know. Um, we're, we're almost out of seats. Like we, we have to have this by November yeah. 1st or – my team's going to be working from home no. at Starbucks. I'm going to just keep stacking up offices in our existing building yeah. because the, at the rate that the business is growing, you know, it's, it's crazy too, because it's picking up speed. Mm-hmm. Like 
it's picking up speed, it's picking up velocity. And I mean, we've talked to, we've talked to like what, three people in the last two weeks that each want to hire like 10 people. <laughs> oh man. I told So our new office is on the 14th floor. Also talking about floors and Cebu, there's no fourth floor because the, apparently when you say four in Chinese, it sounds like that means dead or death or something like that. So you will never, if you own a building, you will never have a Chinese business or maybe even Chinese people that are on the fourth floor and then no building is the 13th floor. So we're really the 12th floor. I don't know. Because there's a parking garage. It might even start at three. I really, right. I can't count that high without taking my shoes off. So, you know, really in the end, yeah, a whole lot of money. But on the flip side, everyone's really excited. All the employees were really stoked. They're, you know, getting a new place. Um, really good sports about, you know, we talked a little bit about the transition. You know, I mean, moving's never fun. Mm-hmm. You know, moving is like number three on like the things that stress you out the most. Getting married, getting divorced, and moving and getting a new job, which I'm thinking about doing after this last trip. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, overall, like, I mean, it's all part of the game. And, you know, it's funny because we were even talking, we came back and started doing the math. And I was like, oh, shit, maybe we should have the 15th. I know. Too. I, mean, I mean, I think, uh, January, February, we'll be right back over there looking for another floor. Well, that's, but we're going to have to go. We're going to be there at Christmas then because we're going to have to have it open by then. So it's, you know, it's just really that's, I mean, now all of this said, I'm more than happy to have these be our problems right now. You know, these are our problems. I'm cool with that. Like, hey, we're growing so fast. We can't even fill up offices fast enough. I mean, that's a, a better than the alternative of saying we can't get any clients, we can't get any business. And speaking of our clients, our clients seem pretty happy with the the new space. And you know, the reason is is they're trying to have a long term relationship with the people we help pair them up with. And, and our our model is all about companies that are looking to hire local software developers, right? Except they're we're providing them asset, you know, developers that work the same way as part of their local team. They just aren't local. Yeah. Right. But they work with the local team blended with the team. You know, actually, let's talk about that for a second, because I think that's an important component of the trip, because, you know, there was more to just going and finding the space. Every time I go over there, I talk to everyone and, you know, even people were interviewing or the existing people. And I kept hearing the word disruptive. I heard it from multiple people like you're disruptive. I was like. Okay, I've never really thought about myself like that here. And then I started realizing... I mean, you, you do, do come into my office a lot and disrupt me. Yeah, that's called interrupting. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's I'm not interruptive. Well, I am. But disruptive is different. And, and I didn't really give much thought about it until one guy that we talked to that had worked for big box companies for a long time. He kept saying, you're, you're disruptive and this is a visionary plan. And I was like, man, you're being too kind. And then I thought about it that night and I realized we actually are being disruptive because we're going over there and we're not, you know, unfortunately for a lot of our friends in Cebu, the bar hasn't been set real high as far as like workplace and comfort. You know, like there's a lot of call centers. And if you guys could see these things, the call center, when we refer to that, it's like people like shoulder to shoulder. Mm -hmm. They're literally like, imagine your workspace being three and a half feet wide and you have a computer crammed in there, you're wearing a headset and you can literally just like pick up your arm and you're touching the guy next to you. And you know, with that as well, like just standard comfort. So, and it was Matt, you know, you were really the one that kind of, I, I agreed with all of it, but you were also pushing, you know, if we got going to have the top people, we got to have a place where they want to work. Well, and I, you know, we have certain standards, right. Of how we treat our employees here, you know, at, at specifically at stack five, right. We have a lot of employees and we want to take very good care of them. We want to take very good care of our same employees that 
are in the Philippines and just the same way. And yeah, I agree. And that's the thing is, is, you know, and I, and I would say that when I taught you actually saw me, you, you got to watch me live stream. Yeah. It was like a Ted talk. It was awesome. I was awesome. I, I was very inspired. Were you moved? I was moved. I cried a little. Did, is that what you were doing? Yeah. I, 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 from the stage looking out, it looked like you were sleeping. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. So thank Cried you. myself to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so did I on the, <laughs> on nights two and three of looking for a retail place. But, but, you know, I realized that, you know, I, I think we're doing it right over there. Like, treating people the way that they should be treated and just like saying, Hey, we want to show you the same kind of respect that you're showing us. Like this is about us as a business and a team and everyone in general, not just about us and you being a cog in that machine. Well, the the number one asset that any company has is their people. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, you know, our clients, we don't want them to see our employees as necessarily just some offshore outsource, like, cog is on the wheel or number either right we right. want we want to treat our employees at full scale like uh really important assets and we want them to be really important assets to our client too and and stick around and be happy and like you know a fun happy place to work is i mean it's exactly that yeah so it helps crap. us attract the top talent and, and, and who wants to go to work in a place that sucks and if you're there and it sucks like how are you supposed to do a good job or care like you know, it's really crazy as I look at the time clock reports, like our employees that work more than full time. And it's not because we're telling them to, it's probably because it's just not that bad. You're, yeah. not, you're not sitting there going, God, I can't, I, I can't wait for that clock to hit five and I am out this door. That's what I do here. Like I'm ready to go. It's 1142 and I'm, I might take the rest of the day off. You can go golfing? No, I think it's raining and I am terrible at golf. Um, I also started working really early. I've, I'm like, I'm not, I don't know. You're working on Cebu time. I I might be, man. I just, you know, I'm trying to keep up. Like I had to get up this morning. I promised four different clients contracts and stuff like that. And you know, like if I tell you I'm going to do that, I want to actually do it. Did you hire like 20 more developers yet? Give me till the end of the day. (laughs) (laughs) Every day, every day on that. But we hire new people multiple people a week. It's pretty crazy. It really is. And that's true. Like I, we now have a bi-weekly meeting where we go over the people that are interviewed today. I proved, I proved four people an hour ago. Yeah. It's amazing. You know, and that's why we've been so busy. It's, it's nearly impossible to find software developers and we're doing a really good job of finding really high quality talented people. Um, like a friend of mine reached out a couple days ago and he's like, Hey, I, I used to run job ads on Craigslist and, and post here and post there. And I would get responses and it's like, now it's just, it's crickets. Like I get like one response a week and he's like, it didn't, he's like, it was, you know, not even that great three or four months ago, but now he's like, it's like, it's just nothing. And then we, we, we talked to uh, some people that work in it staffing and recruiting, you know, yeah. and sometimes we use some of those people here in Kansas city yeah. and having a hard time heard, finding people to heard from multiple seats. of them. Like, Every developer here has a job. Like there was well, nobody looking for a job. A lot of them just jumped. Like there was a big rotation of, of talent and employees. And, you know, you can't, I mean, eventually the market, you hit a cap. Mm-hmm. And people aren't just going to keep giving everyone raises infinitely. You know, common sense picks up. Do you have more people in Cebu than you have here now? It's really close. It, 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 it might be. I mean, we have, I think, eight, 18 just for Stackify, right? Yeah. Um, we have about 20 here. so well, We need to change that. Yeah. I mean, we have more engineers there than we do here. Yeah, well, that's true. You actually have a list of five people that you're still wanting to Yeah, so we, we, keep, we keep adding. I mean, it's like you just, 
keep going back to the fountain and getting more and more and more just because uh, it's it's fact, been it's been a huge strategic movement for us uh to really grow our our team like that, it's been a big deal and it's uh what is this what about the third month fourth month since yeah i think we started in there. may is that making a difference like because i know that stack business for sacrifice shooting upward i mean is that is it the supporting more languages and stuff like that it's uh, just having bandwidth to deal with customer issues faster, mm-hmm. right? So a customer installs our software, or, you know, once in a while maybe somebody has a problem. we got to get those things resolved fast and get them back yeah. to them, or otherwise they just kind of die on the vine and go away. They don't become a customer, right? Or adding new features, adding new enhancements. Um, we released a new support for new programming language for PHP, which was a big deal for us. But, yeah, it's uh, it's really exciting we have like five different engineering teams now that are all working on different big projects and it's super exciting. I'm like a kid in a candy store. It, well, your employees are your team members over there are too. Yeah. They're, like they're, really, working ex- on they're cool really excited. It's funny. Cause we, you know, we, we have a whole lot of clients now, but you know, the thing that that's, uh, I think is amazing is we haven't had a client give back a resource yet. No. And we Mostly. only had to fire one employee, right? Yeah. Because yeah, he uh, wouldn't show up to work yeah. on time and fell asleep at his desk. You're not giving me a whole lot to work with on that one, guy. That's pretty good odds. Yeah. If it's one out of 60 or whatever. One out of 60. That's not bad at all. Yeah. And, and you know, another thing, too, is like just the, uh, well, not only is no one giving back a resource, most of them are at it. Yeah. Every one of them. And that's, that's well, that's been part of why we've been slow to add new clients because if we can't take care, we got to make sure we take care of the people. You know, that, a, a great example of this, we were talking to one of our clients last night who previously was doing development in India. And uh, he just hired uh, one developer with us to kind of get started. And he said it was just like a breath of fresh air. Like, you know, the developers in India only did exactly what they were told and yeah. never anything more. And so there were just all these things that were just not designed the right way or thought through or whatever. And the the new gentleman that works for us uh, in the, in Cebu uh, has just like total different dynamic, like mm-hmm. just several levels different in communication skills and skill level. And well, his English is excellent. You can actually, if you want to go check out, uh, if you go to FullScale.io, I put a page up. Um, I did ten conversations with ten of our employees. Yeah, and they're just sitting there. You know, we're just kind of. Is that slash team full scale dot io? Well, you can, it's team. in the drop down menu under okay. Cebu. Yeah. Okay. You can apply for a job in Cebu while you're there. <laughs> you but it just it just goes to show we we hear that same feedback all the time of people who are doing offshore work in India or other places, and just the level of talent and skill is just so much different. And so they were talking about adding a couple more developers. Yeah. And remove in you know eventually maybe transitioning some of the work. From the other teams. Well, had you fallen asleep yet during my speech when I was addressing that to the team, just saying, "Look, our clients want you to speak up. They want feedback. They yeah. they want to know is there a better way to do this? Right. Like, they want to hear all that." Stuff. Well, that's the thing because you know we've been committed to dealing with experts. We're not. You use the term cheap shoring, and I think it's a good term because we're not just trying to put butts in seats. Like no. And that's the thing is sometimes that's what's been hard with the staffing is like because if someone's not an expert and they're not great at what they do, we're not hiring them. Well, and that was the example, a great example from the client last night is they had like four or five developers in India and it was definitely more cheap shoring and the developers in India only did exactly what they were told. And our client's frustration is like, I'm not an expert at software development. I hired them to be the experts and to develop software and understand best practices and industry standards. And like, they don't know any of them. Like I have to literally tell them exactly what to do and then they'll do it. 
that I don't know what to tell them to do. I'm not an expert at software development. That's what I hired them for. That's, yeah, that's not. And another thing too is like, I mean, if you're trying to grow your business and you don't really want to be dealing with that. No. I mean, I don't. I don't. So I have a question. Um, so I did all the hard work. What are you going to do when you're over there? I'm going to the beach. Are you going to have, yeah. I went to the beach. We have actually, we had a beach party. We, yeah. It was different. We, ha- it, <laughs> it was really funny because they brought a roasted pig and it was wrapped in something that said gigabug on it. And I was like, holy shit, we're going to eat gigapig here. Gigapig. Yeah. Um, it was actually a lot of fun. We went island hopping. So Elfer, uh, one of our, they actually, the, the lead local developer in Cebu for gigabug has a boat. Okay. It's like a tourist boat. It's like a, oh, wow. it's like a side hustle for him. And, you know, they, so they have these boats and, um, you know, it's just kind of like a pontoon boat with like a couple things on the side. Yeah. So they don't tip and, you know, you just head out in the sea and there's, you stop at these different uh, near these islands, you can get off the boat and you can, uh, you can get a, get, go snorkeling. I didn't do that. I just stood on the boat and drank red horse beer because I am a glutton for punishment. That red horse kicked me again, Matt. So that, so did you go to a couple different little islands? Yeah, we went, you know, so we kind of cruised around. Um, it, the, it, the seas were quite choppy that day. It was stormy off mm-hmm. of the horizon. So, you know, with a boat like that, it, it was it was a little bumpy in a few spots. But, you know, we had probably, I don't know, 20 or so people. At it, the full-scale Facebook page has a lot of pictures. In yeah, it. I we, saw we, some had, of those. we had a lot of fun and it was really cool. Like it was, it's just like, that's another thing too. Like we want to do things that was like, that's team building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, uh, yeah, I had a few too many beers. And then when I got back to shore, um, I, I had a little, uh, I, all the kids, there was probably 10 kids of our employees there. And, uh, you know, I, I showed them a magic trick that always resulted in a thousand pesos. <laughs> so, so that's a twenty dollar. That's a twenty dollar bill. Yeah, and they were really excited about that. You know, I mean, I want when I, you know, do we have to do stuff like that? No, but I want people to look forward to. It. You know, I want them to be proud of who they work with and think of us. You know, generosity. And it's funny, I got a bunch of notes. Like one of them was like, "Yeah, he bought fried chicken and ice cream." I'm like, "That's an interesting combo." But you do what you want to do. It's your money. So, so yeah, man, I didn't leave a whole lot for you. Do you can go to the beach. Yeah, I also keep seeing pictures of some place called the Blue Bar I need to check out. I think it's on the top of one of the office buildings. It's like mm. a super cool bar with a huge, like, nice view. So let me I'm review your itinerary. You're going to go to the beach. You're going to go to a rooftop bar. Yeah. You get it. I mean, it, I, I got invited to go to cockfighting. Oh, did you? I didn't. I, you didn't I, go. That's right. I didn't go. That's on the list. I didn't go. Like, I'm very, but here's the funny thing. I saw it on TV. It was freaking weird, man. It was like literally like roosters fighting. And the thing was, I only caught like two minutes of it. And then at the very end, it was like 10 straight minutes of nonstop commercials about supplements on how to make your rooster stronger, cleaner, or more more well-adjusted. It was really different. Like if you did that here, you'd go to, I mean, you'd, you'd go to jail. Well, so, I mean, our main mission is I'm taking our uh, director of software development from Stackify yeah. with me. Well, and, Camille went with us. Yeah. You know, and that was a big thing, too. She had a great time and mm-hmm. made, made a lot of great relationships. And maybe sometimes she can go over there with the client. Yeah, so she works for full scale. Correct. But this will be the first time that we've taken basically a client, somebody from a client with us, like a Stackify yeah. as a client. And, uh, 
Ray that's going, he, you know, he doesn't anything to do with full scale. He just works for Shopify, right. but he's going to meet the team, meet those 18 people, the Correct. people he works with every day. So in the future, I'm sure we'll be taking some other clients with us. Most um, of them have asked me when and if we're going to go. Yeah. So next time around, probably take them with us. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, man. That's what happened to me in Cebu. I'm back. I'm just glad you didn't jump off a skyscraper. I or, thought I thought about it. Or fall end, in one of those holes. At the end of day three, um, I I was considering it. Okay. It was really that was well, I was even talking to you. At that point, I was literally just calling you from Cebu. I was like, dude, this is kind of rough. Yeah. It's not getting any better. I'm excited to see the documentary. It it really is funny because yeah. Because I keep it, it mainly what's funny about it, what you'll enjoy about it is my constant feeling of accomplishment immediately followed by crushing defeat. Now, <laughs> is this going to be nominated for any Oscars or it's it's up for a Sundance Award right now? Okay, that's yeah, cool. it's got to gain some speed from there. Okay, but, you know, I think you'll probably be able to get it on Netflix soon enough. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, maybe I can't over. wait. You could also just go to like all the things that we do online and probably see it before that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to need like a million dollars, though, for the budget. To, this is just the pilot. We're going to do the real thing soon. So I'm going to need a budget well, for that. you promised me an entire skyscraper. No, Matt, I did not. You won't even let me get the 15th floor, dude. I said 15th floor, and you're like, we need to grow into this. I was like, fuck that, man. I want the whole building. All right. Am I drunk? With Next the, year. Next, all right, I'm down with that. Next year. Hey, for those of you listening, hopefully you got a little bit of fun and enjoyment out of this. Um, I am going to eventually make this, uh, edit this film for the documentary. It really will be funny. I'll post it on the Startup Hustle Facebook chat and also on the uh, on the uh, YouTube channel, which probably won't have this episode because I realized two minutes in that I forgot to plug the sound cable into the thingy. So it'll probably just have a really bad recording. But yeah, it'll be pretty funny if you enjoy watching your own man near tears. That's a good place for you. It's the uh, journey of being an entrepreneur. I think it's cool. I'm ready to do it again every day. It's a hell of a lot better than working in a call center. That's for sure. See you next time, Matt. Thanks, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Startup Hustle with Matt DeCarsi and Matt Watson. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit startuphustle.xyz. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on Startup Hustle.